0: time has come we're gonna review pokemon sword and shield
1: <sighs>
0: obviously shahid has set this episode out for i think mm. his on sanity uh but i do want to mention now we can actually talk about this because shahid's not here right so we won't be all humble about it uh shahid worked on a game recently um it's it's on ios and android it's called virtue reality it is an idle clicker game uh, and his company Ultimatum worked in partnership with the Islamic Relief Foundation. Go and try this game. I played. I spent hours in this game. Uh, I, it is a fantastic idle clicker. Now, long-time listeners of this show know Shahid's love of idle clickers, and they made mm-hmm. a fantastic one, which also has a really great message. um It is showing front and center people that are typically underrepresented in video games. Go and try it out. You're going to learn a few things about a great organization as well. So it's Virtue Reality, and it's available in your app store. So go check that out. Uh, Shahid is also a wonderful person. Yes, he is. Yes.
1: Okay, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know where to begin here. <laughs> I feel
0: like we have to begin mm. in the place that I don't want to begin, which is to address mm. the very controversial launch... Mm. That has surrounded Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm. Now, we are lifelong Pokemon fans. I was so excited for this game. Headline, I absolutely adore it. We'll talk about why. I have no time, really, for the major complaints about this game that are coming from groups online. Mm. Uh, You know, I think kind of broad strokes, like people were upset that not every single Pokemon is featured in this game. Yeah. Uh, they did give it a very funny term, which I enjoy, called Dexit, which I just think is fantastic, Greg, right? It's, like it's,
1: it's branded so well. Even the setting also. It's uh, yeah, it's
0: like it's in, this game is based in the UK, there's less Pokemon, <laughs> it's the Dexit. Uh, the main reason is because I don't care about having every single Pokemon in every Pokemon game. Like, I just don't, right. it's just not a thing that bothers me. Um, and then there are all these other complaints that people are making that it's not advanced enough graphically and all that kind of stuff. And I have a couple of things that I would want to see, and we'll talk about that. But I just don't really understand people that claim to have loved Pokemon and played Pokemon games for so long to expect different to what we received. I don't know what you would expect the Pokemon company and Game Freak to produce that wasn't this game.
1: Mm, no.
0: Right? Like, I just don't... Mm. Think I could I don't imagine such a huge departure in the graphical style of Pokemon. Like they're not gonna make something lifelike or whatever, right? Like I think this game is beautiful. It is just not graphically intensive. And of course it's not gonna be. I don't really understand
1: how you would expect more. Mm, I, I I think the my interpretation is that. First of all, I agree with you. It's a beautiful game. Certain towns of the game are, I absolutely adore. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the setting later. Uh, but I, f- I feel like the controversy taps into a few issues uh, that I've noticed uh, in the Pokemon community lately. Like I hang out in, in various subreddits, for example, and I follow a bunch of people that talk about Pokemon on Twitter. Um, there's def- definitely a segment of those people that were under the impression that Nintendo was making Breath of the Wild for Pokemon. Yeah. And so like the ability to wander around whenever, wherever you wanted to go, um, to have all the uh, the, uh, the entire, as I call it, the national Pokedex. So 800 plus Pokemon in a single game. So that was part of the issue. The other was this in my personal opinion, this silly movement that used the hashtag game Freak lied about whether or not game Freak are reusing the same three d models from Pokemon Sun and moon on the three d s but who cares exactly why do who you cares? care to me i'm gonna like <laughs> to me this game looks so much better than the three d s the individual characters, the models of the Pokemon, they look so much better. But then again, who cares? Like, I don't care how 3D graphics are made. I don't care. And this is the other problem. So many people getting upset about whether or not a corporation, as they say, is lying to consumers. Like,
0: what, I think what this mainly is, and what is going on here, is every large game franchise now has to have an outrage attached to it. Yes, Yes. There has to be one so people find it. I know that we have upset a number of our audience now because mm-hmm. there are people that it's listen fine. to the show that are of that opinion. But again, like I will pose to those people the same thing that I pose about the game in general. What did you expect from the two of us? Like, if you right. know how much we love Pokemon, we were never going to be upset by this video game.
1: Now, also, like realistically speaking,
0: because I have put up with some real crap from Game Freak over the last twenty years, right? Like some of the stuff that they have done, like they have not pushed the games as far as they could have made them. But Uh I know that by now, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know that you know how much I loved Let's Go, and that was the most handicapped game, (laughs) right, of any Pokemon game that they've ever made. They held that game to a much lower standard than their typical graphical outlets or their structure outlets, right? Like It upsets so many people, including you, about some of the things. And I just loved it mm-hmm. because these mm-hmm. games make me happy. Yes, and they, they still you. have mm-hmm. managed to do that, in fact, in ways that I would never have expected. Like This game, Pokemon Sword and Shield, is an absolute masterpiece when it comes to making a Pokemon game.
1: Mm-hmm. They
0: delivered on every front that I wanted them to. So I just don't understand the outrage. And we'll get to this at the end of the show probably. So the sales numbers. Yeah. But we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about this game.
1: But I I I also think we need to contextualize because realistically speaking both of us were in our 30s. Yes. And the idea that <laughs> the two of us will be able to sit through uh, Two hundred plus hour Pokemon game where this you need is to the catch eight hundred yes. Pokemon. This is like, the other thing. That's I don't want not that. Gonna it's <laughs> it's not gonna happen. It's too much. There's too yeah, much. Yeah. This
0: is a good. Like you get through the story probably in around twenty hours. That is all I want. I can't do more
1: than well, that. Well, We're gonna talk about that later. But yes, right. But uh, what I mean is like if the story is gonna take a hundred hours. No, Like right? Somebody wrote an article about this. Uh, I yes. think on Polygon lately. Like when they see. Uh, an open world game. There was this line from this article, like, <laughs> Death uh, when they, uh, well, uh, also it should be an episode in the future. Uh,
0: I don't want to play a game where I'm told after the first 15 hours it really opens up. No, I yeah. don't want it. Give but it to so- me immediately. Somebody,
1: uh, I I agree. Somebody wrote in this Polygon story, like when I see developers um, bragging about a uh, like. W- 100 hours plus worth of story like that's not a feature that's a threat to me <laughs> and Like I, I can so totally relate to yes, that yes you like, have told
0: me <laughs> I can't play a game now is what you told me
1: yeah yeah so anyway um, personally speaking I'm happy that uh, it's a more compact I mean it's got 400 Pokemon so it's not like, like it's 50 Pokemon it's 400 of them yes uh But that works for me. That said, the sales numbers.
0: Do you want to do this now?
1: No, let's do that at the end. Let's talk about that after. Let's actually talk
0: about the video game and not the things that are meta around the game. Pokemon Sword and Shield are set in a new region called Gala, which is based on the United Kingdom, which Mm -hmm. warms my heart because the treatment of this environment is unbelievably good. Like... Mm -hmm. They have excelled in every possible way here for me. Language is unbelievable. The way that they use colloquialisms in this game, like they really spent a lot of time. Like they must have had at least on the translation, right? In the English translation, they must have had people from the UK working on this because right. the, the the level of detail that they go to is a way that I believe none. British people will not even notice it, but they did it. And also the towns, the towns are oh stunning. My. So my favorite, I think, is your favorite, Chichester.
1: Oh my god, yes!
0: It is based on my favorite place in the United Kingdom called Bath. It is based where the Roman baths are, and they oh, created
1: interesting. See, probably why See, you. Like I it. would have said this totally looks like any town in the very, very northern part of Italy, uh, Val d'Aosta. Which, now that you mention this, most of the towns in Val d'Aosta are also of Roman origins. There you go, my friend. That's why, because the Romans
0: built that town. Uh, It is where the warriors used to go and bathe, right? They have the natural springs there, but it's my favorite place in the UK. And they built versions that, I mean and the, like Hammerlock is fantastic Winden which is London like this oh, game is, it? is yeah Winden is London right you got the London eye they have the big tower which is the Shah. they got parliament they have a stadium which is Wembley stadium but they made it like oh, a rose oh my oh um, my the level of of detail in this game in those instances, is fantastic, but the language.
1: Also, the idea that you could travel a region by train never going to yep. happen in, in America. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, that's like another beautiful thing, right? Uh, but so they have like I want to give you some examples of language that they use. Mm. Here. So the <laughs> first things like it just like brings a tear to my eye that when you go and like as everybody does at the start of every pokemon game you should go and look at the games console on the television in your room right yes and it says the latest video game console is sitting by the telly i was the like oh, <laughs> you have graced upon me this language you speak my language <laughs> I, I i was so happy right but then there's like all these other things these little idiot like go spare Right? Oh, they're going to go spare. That means they're going to be very upset. Right? Someone's going uh, spare. They're going to be very upset. we we'll us say, oh, that's mad.
1: That's mad. I understand. That one right? I understood.
0: Yes. And then there's a Pokemon called Nick It, which is what great. Does he, see, this one I don't get. Right. What does it so mean? To nick something is to steal. Ah. Uh... And then that Pokemon, Nick it, evolves into Thieval. It's so <laughs> good. And there's a move called Beat Up, right? So it's like beat up, like you're, you're, you're beating somebody up, like you're fighting uh-huh. with them. And just the phrase that I saw was Nickit used beat up. Like, oh, my heart just swells. It sounds British.
1: It like, yeah. It's
0: just there's every, like it is just dripping in these l- little phrases that feel so at home to me. I've never seen them in a video game before. And it made me so happy to be in this environment where they're using all this language that feels so natural to me in ways that other people wouldn't even notice because you have to be familiar with it. And I just, it made me feel more at home in this Pokemon game than I've ever felt before, right? Like, they were showing me all of this stuff which is in the place that I grew up. And it's like, oh, I, I just,
1: I couldn't have asked mm-hmm. for more
0: than what yeah. they gave when it comes to, like, the, the general setting of this game
1: yeah and the mythology of the game is also very much in line with, with uh, you know oh, central yeah. European knights, uh, historical tradition right? knights yeah um, and and I feel like I was sort of concerned about the realistic in a way uh, setting I was afraid that it was gonna feel fake like what if you took a bunch of Pokemon and you dropped them in, in the United Kingdom but I, I actually feel like having played the game it totally makes sense. And it's such a good fit. It's, first of all, as a European, it is lovely. Like certain things that, are yes specific to the uk but you can also find in france you can also find in italy like even just the idea of having a cafe with the little tables Mm -hmm. like a couple of tables outside the cafe that's totally european thing it's not something that you can find done with this way yeah it's
0: not really something you find in the uk very much so like they they did draw on some other influences from outside of the united kingdom and and they pulled some stuff in from from europe in general
1: And but it totally makes sense within the, the the Bigger context of Pokemon to mm-hmm. have different regions, and so they tried the you know Hawaii, for example, with Alola in Sun and Moon, and now you have Europe and and with with um, Sword and Shield, and I think it totally makes sense, and I, and I, it's such a good fit, and it's lovely. Like I was able to get the some of those British references that you mentioned, but like in general, the atmosphere and the music. Oh, and, and like Motostoke being the industrial revolution town. Like, right, oh, right, just so good. the Steam, yeah. Yep.
0: Just really, just, just very well done. Like, very well done. I guess it's important to, to, to note that this is the first main line entry on non-handheld, right? So, like, we had Let's Go, which is the first non-handheld Pokemon kind of RPG game, right? They've had, mm-hmm. like, GameCube games and stuff, but, like, that was, like, a recreation of Red and Blue... Uh, it was a typical type Pokémon game with some amendments, but it's the first one we'd had on a console. And Sword and Shield takes that further by being the first full original RPG game on a non-handheld device, like a massive change for the Pokémon company. So with that brings changes, right? Mm-hmm. So like one of my very favorite things in this game, which I want to see them do more of and this was a criticism that people had which i can understand to a point is the animations of pokemon in battle yeah so i feel like they took this further than they ever have before there's lots of customized animations animations that make sense of certain moves it still is clunky in places and needs more Mm. work and that's something that i really hope to see continue in further games to add to the more realistic look that these games have. But I am really happy with what I've seen there, and I want to see them go further with that.
1: Right. Yeah, because sometimes you can tell that that, that an animation was designed around a specific Pokemon. Like, for example, because maybe a Pokemon, like the animation involves the Pokemon's tail or mm-hmm. horns, for example. And it's like a whole animation. And other times, it's a basic thing, like... Use stomp, and you only see like the animation of a of like a footprint yes. on screen. Or like the, Pokemon the doesn't entire actually move.
0: Pokemon model moves up and squashes the other one and goes yeah, back, and, and, and there's like it. no animation to it, right? Yeah.
1: So, yes, I think they need to continue down this road because it- look,
0: that is an incredibly complex thing to do when you have so many Pokemon mm. and so many possible moves. It's like a very difficult thing. So, what they've focused on, which I get is like a priorities thing, is important Pokemon with moves that are specific, right? So like all of the, uh, the starter Pokemon, their moves are really well animated, mm-hmm. right? Because like you, you should focus on those because people want to see that, but I do want to see them stretch that further. Um, and like another thing that I do really want to see is voice acting. Mm. I think that it's time for voice acting in these games.
1: Yes, I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Imagine like if the game was like the anime. Like that would yeah. be that would be fun. It's the
0: same criticism I had of uh Zelda. Legend of Zelda, right? They had yes. some but it wasn't enough. And I want yeah. I want to see the main character speak. Mm-hmm. Especially because we don't get that many options in these games. It's it's Pokémon's mm-hmm. the same, Zelda's the same. Why not have your hero speak
1: in that Regard if I don't
0: get a bunch of options anyway.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. But it's something that that is still so sort of annoying and funny to see uh, that they're still doing it in 2019. Is the the empty gestures that the characters <laughs> perform, like when they hand you something? But their hands are actually empty. Yes. Like I'm gonna heal your Pokemon, and they make like a, they, just a <laughs> they just gesture towards you. They just gesture, and you hear the sound. Like yep. what have you done? <laughs> that that how can <laughs> you heal my Pokemon? Do you have like magical powers? Yes. The uh, so over league here. Let me give you my league card. But <laughs> they're actually handing you nothing. Yes. Uh, that's kind of funny to me still. But like overall, like this game is. It's so beautiful. It's so it's very colorful. Pretty.
0: And I really love it. It's like, you know, taking it back to what we were talking about earlier, this feels like the most the Switch could handle, right? Like in, in mm. a certain area, right? Like it's like Zelda right. was not lifelike, but it was incredibly beautiful and expansive. And I feel like this game is doing a similar thing where there are areas that are huge. And it's like, they're so large that as you move, they do it like characters are popping into place, right? I feel like that the Switch is being pushed here again to its limit, but they're not doing it in creating realistic graphics. They're doing it in creating complex, beautiful, open, wide spaces. That works for me. That's what I want out of these games. I don't want, there is nothing less that I want than Pokemon that look like real things, right? I don't want lifelike.
1: Oh no, no! Somebody uh, did the Kotaku as a recurring uh, recurring series on this. There's somebody, an artist out there uh, drawing realistic Pokemon. They are absolutely terrifying. I mean, I don't want uh, that. Detective Pikachu,
0: the movie. Like, I would mm. love to see one day mm. Pokemon that look that good. Right? Mm. You know, mm. maybe maybe you could do that if you were making this game for PlayStation. You know, like maybe mm. you could go the more realistic route there. But that's not going to happen because Nintendo consoles do not focus on that. So right. do what you can with it. And I think what they did with it was create something that's very beautiful, very colorful. Like it, it enhanced, in a bunch of ways, the format, right? Like the towns are on multi-level and I love all that stuff. And we got uh, the ability to move the camera around in the
1: in the, in the wild, in the wild area.
0: area, which is a very strange feeling in Pokemon.
1: I know, but it's it's so perfect because it lets you explore all the different corners of the wild area and like you can peek around corners like it's perfect for I that. I
0: would like to see them do that for the next game for all situations yep. cuz it is it is disorientating to sometimes have the ability and sometimes not. Um I would like to see them do it for everything, right? But mm-hmm. I like that, that that we have these steps here, you know, like we're yep. stepping Forward and outward, uh, and I think that it was that's like a really nice, uh, really nice change.
1: Yeah, and there's a there's a bunch of other quality of life improvements that I. Some people are criticizing them. I really appreciate them personally. Um, Auto save so is good. now enabled by oh, default. So uh, good, it's perfect.
0: I like that you can turn it off. You can, yeah. Right. So if you do want to be in a situation where oh crap I didn't catch that Pokemon, reload to save, like the old days. But I prefer an auto-save so I don't have to worry about
1: things going wrong, you know? Your Pokémon are healed very frequently in this game. Uh, Like, after a gym fight or after an mm-hmm. encounter with your rival, which I want to talk about, um, some people hate this, saying that it's an oversimplification of the Pokemon formula. I just think it's the, the logical thing to do. Because after all these encounters in, in the past, what I would have done is manually go back to the Pokemon Center, yep. heal my Pokemon and return to what I was doing. Yep. Now, it's just done automatically. Sometimes, it's a little unbelievable like we just mentioned. here. let me heal your Pokemon like just in the middle of the street I mean whatever I don't know how you do it you don't have any equipment to do so but you know it's the idea of like catering to users and saving a little bit of time because you would have done this thing manually anyway so the game is saving you a bunch of steps and I think it makes sense Mm -hmm. I think it's you know similarly with like in in every Pokemon center there's a guy that lets you uh, rename Pokemon and remember moves that you've previously forgotten. Like, used to be in the old days that you needed to go to a, a specific person in, in the game's universe, like a single individual that could have done this for you. Now you can just, it's, it's in every Pokemon Center. I you can love this
0: because it allows me to be more daring with trying different moves, mm. right? Like, a Pokemon wants to learn a move, and I'm like, mm, I'm not sure if this is going to be the right fit, but I can actually now just try it out because I can very easily go back and change my mind by just having the move changed again.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I am actually need to do the same. Uh, I just, today I let my um, surfetched Forget mm-hmm. a move. I'm not sure about the the one that I assigned him, but uh, I want to go back and see. Um, and I
0: like that. I like that. I have that. There are a few things in this game that we'll talk about. That like there are changes they made to the basic formula, which allowed me to be more adventurous with the way that I have played the game, which I am very impressed with. After I have been playing these games for 20 years, that like they have made some small changes that have changed the way I approach my typical formula. For playing the game and i think that was why they did it right and and i think right. that it's very clever and this is one of them that it's allowing me to play differently you know like I'll be, or typically oh you know i'll just choose all attacks to damage but it's like well maybe i want to try some status changing attacks which is a different type of way for me to play if mm-hmm. i don't like it i'll just go back and change it
1: yeah yeah it's it's the same exact thing that I always like. I usually don't do special attacks, and I know that it, those are extremely important for like competitive play to be able to understand what's going on with status changes and to chain mm-hmm. your you know to chain your moves in in that way uh, but when I play the story, I tend to prefer physical standard attacks like mm-hmm. do damage Me too. Um, because it's just easier to breeze through the story and finish the the main quest. Um, But yeah, um, I also wanted to mention before we move on, it's easier, much, much easier to throw a Pokéball. You can just press X during a random encounter. They added this
0: in one of the uh, handheld games. Oh yeah, they did? Mm. Yeah, because there was also one of the games, it was either X and Y or Sun and Moon added a button that they didn't put in this one, which I wish they did, in the uh, fight screen, just a button that you could press to Attack with the same attack you just did.
1: Uh, I
0: love that. I don't remember what game that was in, but I wish that was back again. Right? So, like, if you had just uh, don't a Fury Cut or whatever, and mm. you could just, when you go back to the fight, run, Pokemon, you know, that screen, you would just, like, press Y or whatever and it would just redo that attack. That was a great addition, and that's gone again. you know they, they mix things up, but I do like this one as well, right, where you can just press a button. I like that not only can you just immediately throw the ball, you can change what pokeball you want yeah. to use or just from the main screen without having to go and again, that's like one of the reasons why I'm catching more Pokemon in this game because it's so easy to do so, um, and I like that yeah,
1: um you can play if you want with one hand I, I didn't know, know that. that. Well, <laughs> you probably should never try this oh, I'm because pro of controller your... only. I've not even this, yeah. the first
0: time I've played this game. seen this game in handheld mode is right now as so I'm sitting here with my Switch because I had it with me in case I wanted to check my mm-hmm. Pokemon team.
1: Even with the Pro Controller, you can still use. Let me double check ZL to confirm. So the the back trigger. Yeah, I've noticed that to confirm actions. It replaces Mm -hmm. the button A, basically. You don't have, obviously, you don't have X uh, in that configuration, so you got to navigate with the D-pad. But you can move around with the left stick, you can confirm with L, and you can use the D-pad to navigate options. So it is possible, and I've done it. When I was, like, holding... um, my phone with one hand and using the Pro Controller with the other. Um, and finally, and I, I want to ask you when you think about this, you can, uh, again, lots of people have been upset about this change. You can access your boxes, your Pokemon boxes from anywhere. You can transfer uh, Pokemon back and forth between your team and the boxes from anywhere, not just from a Pokemon center. I love this. How is it possible to be upset about this? Oh, because it's an oversimplification of the formula, Michael. Well, just don't, don't you do know? it then. Just go to the... Because you can still do it in the Pokemon Center. Well, people have no self-control. That's you don't the have issue. to do this.
0: Go do it. And you're... You know, I think this is a fantastic thing, which brings Pokemon into the modern era. Yeah. Because everything's being done on smartphones. The Rotom phone, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's very clever to do that, right? Like you are accessing and moving everything digitally. Why would you not do that? In the real world, the Pokebank app exists. So why not have it in the Pokemon game too? I think it's brilliant because again, it's like another thing that allows me to make quick decisions, right? This game is l- letting me mess around with some stuff. You just caught this Pokemon, do you think it might be good on the team or not? Let me try. If I don't, I don't have to go back to a poker center. I can just switch it out whenever I want to. And I love that it gives me an easy way before going into a battle. I'll be like, oh no, I wanted to have this Pokemon on my team going into this. Let me just change it real quick. And then I like it. I think it's a great addition. Let's talk about some some other big stuff going on in mm-hmm. this game. Uh, but before we do, let me thank Squarespace for the support of this show. You can make your next move with Squarespace. They will let you easily create a website for your next idea or project. They have all of the tools that you're going to need. You can register a domain with them, customize beautiful world winning templates. You can put a store on your website. No matter what type of website you want to make, Squarespace has the tools and the templates to let you do it. There's nothing to install a patch or upgrade. They're an all-in-one platform that lets you do anything and makes it easy you don't have to worry about anything they've got you covered and they have 24-7 customer support in case you need any help at all Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month but you can start a trial today with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash remaster and when you use the offer code remaster at checkout you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show you support for this show That is squarespace.com slash remaster and the code remaster for 10% off our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of Remastered and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website.
1: What do you think of the wild area? I love it. It's, it's like. fascinating. A, it's, yeah, it's, it, uh, well, It Because it's an to advancement my... of the Safari Zone, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But it speaks to my heart, like, in uh, because it reminds me, uh, like, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny Zelda in there. Like, y- you can have different. Pokemon roaming the wild area. You can find different items. You can traverse the wild area on your bike. Uh, You can. I'm a big fan
0: of the mix between Pokemon in the overworld and random encounters. Yes. That's what I wanted to talk about. About the mix. And I love that random encounters are indicated to you to let you approach them. This is a fantastic balance of the format. And I've loved it.
1: What's even better is that... I think one of the best aspects of these games is that Game Freak was able to balance wanting to modernize Pokemon and having these features that some people would call them an oversimplification. I think they're just a modernization to make the games more accessible. To balance that with still keeping the complexity that is always hidden behind the surface with these Pokemon games. Uh, And so for example, the random encounters, the ones that you see in the overworld, so the Pokemon that you see walk around, and the actually random ones in, in the grass, those spawn different Pokemon with different spawn rates. And all of these, I mean, there's websites documenting this stuff like I'm going to refer people to the excellent cerebee, which is the um, source for anything Pokemon related um, random encounters have different spawn rates um, so whether you you're going to see certain Pokemon in the wild area and you're going to get others in the grass and also like all this comes into play for what people call shiny hunting um so the idea of being able to catch a shiny Pokemon, uh, for the very first time, Nintendo itself is documenting yeah. and uh, sort of using the word uh, shiny Pokemon, I believe, um, they have a webpage on nintendo.com, or maybe it's pokemon.com Pokemon. in com, way, yeah. yeah, it's the official Pokemon website. They have an entire page documenting how different... Um, the different techniques to catch a shiny Pokemon. And so some of the advanced features that most people shouldn't care about, shouldn't know about, but those who care, those who see the depth and the complexity in a Pokemon game, they care about those features. They're still in here and they've been actually expanded. So for example, they brought in the uh, the chain mm, combo technique from Let's Go. So the idea that if you keep catching the same Pokemon multiple versions of the same Pokémon in a row, that's going to increase your odds of finding a shiny Pokémon in a random encounter. Um, There's a new feature called Brilliant Pokémon, which is this Pokémon in the wild area that have like an aura of light around them. They grant you watts uh, in the wild area. Those also have their own spawn rates and they contribute to uh, chain combos for shiny hunting. Like all of these advanced features of the Pokemon franchise are still here. They've actually been expanded. Nintendo is actually talking about them. But on the surface, you don't see any of them. And I love it. It's like Mm -hmm. being able to strike this balance between, yes, random encounters are back, but you can actually see them. And you can also see Pokemon in the overworld, like in Let's Go. But now there's a mix of them. And also, if you want to go look for more and you want to do shiny hunting, you want to do brilliant Pokemon hunting, or you want to do Eevee training, for example, all of these features are here. You just you know, obviously they're not exposed to most people because most people don't care about that competitive aspect. But even the EV training, so the idea that you're going to maximize the stats of your Pokemon uh, using effort values, which are essentially hidden values, um, also being expanded this year because the Poke Jobs feature, uh, you can send your Pokemon uh, on a job, it's like a side quest, which on the surface is only used to increase their experience. But actually, it's you're also increasing their EVs, their effort values. Like, this is amazing. Like, if you care about this stuff, it's these are really, really incredible additions. Uh that you know, for anybody who does competitive Pokemon play, I don't, but I'm very fascinated by all of this, like mm-hmm. these advanced RPG elements. Like, good job, game freak, because balancing like a more intuitive gameplay and a more intuitive experience while still pleasing the hardcore community for competitive play that's not an easy task and they got there to a point you
0: know like they've mm. added all this these features i'm interested to see what the competitive players have to say right like mm. what what angle did they take did they take the sensible angle or are they also upset like i don't know but they but game freak have done a decent job in, I guess, our opinion, of attempting to put enough of these features in, right? And are approaching them in a way that they maybe haven't before. Like, they're not hiding it in the same way that they have before. Like, Mm -hmm. they are, I think, doing a good job of surfacing some of this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about the Dynamax and Gigantamax forms. And I should say that at this point, you have... Finished the main story. Yep, you've become. I mean, I guess, Spoiler alert: You are a Pokemon champion. I am the champion. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm. Uh, I've just completed gym number six, and I'm on my way to gym seven out of eight. Uh, so I'm almost there. Uh, probably gonna finish the story by this weekend. At this point, where I'm at in the story, I have encountered a couple of Gigantamax forms, which are different from Dynamax forms the game has not bothered at all to explain what gigantamax means to me at this point does that ever change okay so this is one of those things
0: i bet you can find somebody in the game in a house in a lab in a book (laughs) the house (laughs) right that will explain to you the difference between dynamax and gigantamax but otherwise you don't find that information how you work it out on your own. Interesting. Okay. You know, th- th- you can always find someone who will explain it to you, but you gotta find them. I have not come across in this game this information being given to me, mm. but I'm sure somebody will tell you it.
1: Okay. I thought that was interesting. Because like it, it is an important feature. Like uh Dynamax are is this this ability for Pokemon in the Galar region to grow much, much bigger. And to perform max move uh, moves, uh, and this is possible in so-called power spots, which are always where they build the Pokemon gyms. Yes, it's the they build this The, the stadiums, uh, and, and you can also find these power spots in the wild area. Uh, they're called the Pokemon dens. Uh, they are this like they look like wells yeah. that em- emit a ray of light, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you Dynamax, your Pokemon becomes bigger. And their HP increases, their stats increase, you get different moves, but the basic shape of the Pokemon is the same. It's just much, much bigger. It's a giant Pokemon. Gigantamax takes it up a notch in the sense that the Pokemon gets bigger, the stats increase, you get G Max move, I believe their moves are really called. Yep. But also, in addition to growing bigger and more powerful, the Pokemon changes its appearance. Yes. Uh, For example, um, Alcremie, one of the new (laughs) ridiculous Pokemon that can uh, Dynamax and Gigantamax in Sword and Shield, uh, Alcremie becomes a whole cake instead of just whipped cream. Um, Snorlax, when Snorlax Gigantamaxes, uh, a little forest grows on its belly. Um, for some reason. So the idea of, like, there's also a, a, an appearance change. And this is super fascinating. There's a list of the... There's 50, 23. 23, okay. 23 Pokemon that support the Gigantamax. This is never explained to you in the game. They tend to be gym leader Pokemon. Right. So
0: every gym leader, the Pokemon that they will Dynamax, which is their final Pokemon,
1: has Gigantamax form. Right. Right. I guess what I was just sort of maybe disappointed to realize is that the Gigantamax form, which is obviously what I want, like if I if I'm training a Pokémon, I wanted to be able to Gigantamax, not just Dynamax. I wanted to have the, the fancy one. But Gigantamax Pokémon you can only get by catching them in in a in a raid but what's it called the max raid. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to a power spot in the wild area that's the only way to get a Gigantamax Pokemon, with couple of exceptions. A couple
0: of exceptions, yes.
1: Like the Pikachu, if you play Let's Go or EV, if you play Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee last year, you're gonna get a Pikachu or Eevee, and th- uh, those two can Gigantamax.
0: I got a Gigantamax Meowth by checking the mystery gift option. Same. In the
1: I also got it. Also got it. Yes. Which is
0: the non-Gala Meowth? Which the Gala yes. Meowth is awesome,
1: by the way. Yes. Just as a design. Yes. So evil, yep. uh, the the Gigantamax Pikachu is Fat Pikachu, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. awesome. I <laughs> love my fat favorite Pikachu.
0: Gigantamax form that I've come across is Duraludon. Let me see. When it Gigantamaxes, it looks like a huge oh skyscraper. It's
1: a building. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I will say,
0: Matchamp looks amazing too. Um, but they are they are my two favorite looks. But like gigantamax looks like a building in london called the shard when it yeah. when it when it uh gigantamax is
1: duralzon which is awesome i really like um Copperaja. i still gotta catch that one uh, the, the yeah I've, ale- i
0: don't know where you get that pokemon yet yeah. i assume it's in the wild area because i've not come across it yet but, i mean I, you yeah. can always look but yeah that's the uh ele- elephant right yeah, the elephant.
1: Yeah, uh, and obviously the Charizard in Gigantamax form is amazing. Like, I it's... prefer the
0: Mega Evolution.
1: Really? Yeah, because mm. it's
0: black, right? Like it's black yeah, and blue. Uh, I know. Mega Evolution. Speaking of are... which, mm. how badly do you want a
1: Rapidash? See, that's the thing that I wanted to bring up with you. <laughs> I'm playing Sword. Me too. Ponita, uh, is uh, The Galarian Ponyta is exclusive to Shield. Yes. Now, I've been thinking about this. Like, I'm going to finish the story. And uh, you know me, when I play these kinds of games, I like to take my time. So I'm a 30 hours in, but I'm still at Gym 6. But I'm catching a lot of Pokemon. And I'm going really slow because I like to grind my team. Um, I always do this. It's fine. I'll get to the end. Um, I want to try and do something that I haven't done, like honestly, in 20 years almost, I think the last time I did it was for Crystal or Ruby. Maybe I did it with Ruby. Um, So 17 years ago. I want to complete the Pokédex. Mm -hmm. Like It's going to take me months, um, like realistically speaking, but I was able to catch 150 Pokémon in a week. Now, I've been playing a lot for sure, but there's also the holidays coming up. And so, I don't think it's absurd to, you know, once I get all the basic Pokemon, I'm gonna go through the list on Cerebi and check, you know, check check him off one by one, try and complete my Pokedex. But, some of them are exclusive to Shield. So, do I wanna find people to trade Pokemon with me? I really don't wanna do it. It's like, it's a whole deal, communicating with people, trading with people, i but then again, what solution do I have other than... I have a solution for you. Buying S.H.I.E.L.D. and playing S.H.I.E.L.D. again. Well, we could, we could do this kind of
0: thing as we do it when we're kids. What if we both go half on a copy of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? <laughs> and we both just go in, we yeah. catch, you know, like you catch me, uh, Ponyta, you catch yourself, Ponyta, we do some trades, you know?
1: Maybe, maybe. Can you trade over the internet with your friends? Oh, I don't know. See, I have no idea actually. Um I think you can just do
0: it. Oh no, you oh, can no. do connect to the internet. I'm trying okay. it out right now. Because if they can, then that's what we'll do, right? Like and then and we can both get uh oh, it's under maintenance right now, of mm. course. Of course. Uh, but we'll did you
1: know that did you know that some of the gym leaders are also different between Sword and Shield? I did know that, but I don't know what the differences are. Like one of them is a ghost leader. Uh, like like they actually use different. They have they I are think different that's people good, with you know, different. Because it adds yeah.
0: more difference to the games.
1: Yeah, because it convinces you to like also buy the second game and play the game if you want to trade. Uh, I guess it makes sense. Um, but uh, so to go back to the Dynamax and Gigantamax uh, thing, I am going to spend a bunch of time Gigantamax you can hunting trade
0: with your friends online in Perfect. the game. This Perfect. is how I get the Ponyta
1: that I want. Okay. Okay, Right. excellent, excellent, really good. Um, So I'm going to go Gigantamax hunting because I cannot stand the thought that I'm going to train a Charizard that is not Gigantamax enabled. So I'm going to do that, I guess.
0: And so you can only catch Gigantamax
1: Pokemon in the Mm -hmm. dens, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, so that's the only way. It's a, it has got it, it needs to be a max raid with five stars. So a really difficult one where the opposing Pokemon is going to Gigantamax. Um, so that's the idea. And also, uh, something that I like, I was under the impression that max raid battles at these power dance uh, locations could only be done with other players over the internet, but now you can actually invite the CPU, you know,
0: NPC. I have done the cpu one every single time because it yep. takes too long yep. to find same, people
1: same so
0: i've always done that um and again Although my brother was is, he's also played this game oh no nice. he's been he's been playing uh he's been doing max ray battles online and he says it's like a fascinatingly different way to play because you've got like a lot more strategy going on i have also seen something which i think is hilarious that there are people that are trolling with just magic cup oh no <laughs> I just throw a magic in, so like you play with people, and like you're playing with like two two of the competitors have magic and it's just like oh that's fantastic. I think that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> um, but anyway, I wanted to say that um, the I love this Dynamax dynamic, uh, like the, this this feature, this this thing of like the Pokemon are bigger now, and and you're fighting in a stadium, like it's weird and it's new, and I love it. And the, actually, the bigger point is. The fact that the gym battles are like this huge affair now. Like, there's people at the stadium. There's like, they're cheering for you. And there's I... like... I... Oh,
0: this is... It's a whole thing. The best game for battles. Yes. Because they have finally turned it into what the anime has represented and what actually makes logical sense for... This world that people would want to pay to watch these things occurring, right? That, like, why would you not want an audience at the gyms? Right. Right. That's like, there are big stadiums. They put you up in hotel rooms the night before, right? Like, they make it like a big event Mm -hmm. that people want to go and see which makes sense do this in the uk where there is a big sport culture right like there there are stadiums in every town in the uk where football is played and so like it's it's an interesting way that they they found like a you know like a small place Mm -hmm. that has a big sport culture like it would have worked just as well in america i guess but it's a much bigger uh world that you would be creating, so I think I think that it is really clever. Dynamaxing is the reason that this exists, and that makes sense right? Because you need big big areas to 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 Dynamax Pokemon. So stadiums make a lot of sense. I think that it's very clever as a way to push the series into a more logical place as to how it would exist
1: if it was in the real world. Mm-hmm. and then I love the the gym missions so the the, the different gimmick that each gym has like yeah. one, of, one of them, uh,
0: there's a little puzzle. The, yeah. there are little you puzzles
1: know? that you need to complete. One of them is a, a like a quiz game. Like uh-huh. you, you're doing the, an audition for, to become the next gym That's leader. That's the weirdest one. Uh, That's the weirdest one. One, uh, w- another is basically a game of pachinko. Or like you're spinning in yep. this thing that rolls down from the top of the screen and you're to use your sticks to make sure that you reach the end. Um, uh, I like them because, again, because they're weird and new and they add variety to the game. And there
0: are still battles going on in the gym, like, but it, but it's, it's adding a different element. It's breaking up the repetitiveness that you can find in these games.
1: Right. But it's that idea of balance that comes back again of like, we're still going to give you the battles with the gym trainers before you get to the gym leader, but also there's going to be this... Weird and new, different mechanics that you've never seen before, and so uh, I feel like this idea of balancing the old and new uh, is very much present, even in in the gym uh, fights. And the whole idea of the gym challenge is so much more at the center of the story. I think, which so far I'm, you know, I'm gym six. The story, there's not, I mean, there's really not a yeah you know, this complex plot. it's not there.
0: I like that the story this time is much more focused on the champion exactly. without this subplot of like yes the evil are we making Pokemon yeah. sad, but what about their happiness? like so I would say there is something else going on that yeah, un- I can, like I can evolves, imagine right? yeah. as the story goes through, but it is way less heavy handed than some of the previous titles, there is less of a world peace angle going on.
1: Yeah, I mean, and also, how many different flavors of Team Rocket do you really need to do? Like the evil exactly. organization that blah yes. blah blah. Like we've seen, I that. like
0: very much that there isn't so much of that in this game. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fresh take because what is going on in this game is your relationship with your rival Hop that is much whilst that has always been a thing mm. the the relationship with hop is more focused than as the main kind of thing that's going on than some other games
1: uh before i have very complex feelings about mm. hop so i think you
0: are supposed to
1: so initially at the beginning of the game i absolutely cannot stand the guy like mm-hmm. talks too much is overly cheery in every mm-hmm. reaction he has. Like I just want to stop talking. But then something happens. So guess minor spoiler here. Yeah. Very minor though. Like at some point he sort of kind of like like becomes depressed because it like he's afraid that it is gonna tarnish the name of his brother, Leon, mm-hmm. who's the current Pokemon champion. And because he's trying to compete um be a challenger to become the next champion is afraid that the reputation of his brother is going to suffer because of his actions and because of his loss in a in a battle against um another pokemon challenge uh, gym challenger called Bede is that how you say that Bede
0: Oh Bede I wasn't sure I would have said Bede uh, and I like that that sub story of Bede's character too
1: Oh yeah I mean I uh, obviously haven't completed that so far but seems Like, what I've seen so far is interesting enough. Mm -hmm. But, like, at some point, I started feeling real bad about Hop and, like, how badly he was taking the whole thing. Like, stop trying to please other people and the way that they think about your brother and just care about yourself, is what I would say Mm -hmm. to the guy. And, like, as I was thinking about this, I was like, this is a very... Like, there's going to be kids playing this game, right? And these kids are going to have older brothers and sisters. And, like, this is a very complex theme for a seven or eight and nine-year-old to grasp and to deal with. Like, this idea of, like, what I do in life, people are going to associate me with my sibling, and maybe I should pay attention to my actions. more. like, that's a very complex psychological phenomenon that they're mm-hmm. cramming into a pokemon game and i was very surprised but they by always that.
0: try and do something right like a lot of the time it is i think frustratingly like this world peace angle mm. but i think that what they are going with I and mean, i say frustratingly is because i've seen it 10 times Right, like they they have like a couple of major themes that they've drawn upon over the years. Like sometimes it's world peace, sometimes it's like the Pokemon are unhappy. We're sl- put enslaving them, right? Like they they've done these like major themes a couple of times, but I feel like in this game they have a different overall theme, and it is the theme of hop and. Mm, it continues and Mm, there are some interesting Interesting. things that happen with hop's character and the way that hop deals with living in the shadow of the unbeatable champion Mm -hmm. who is his older brother uh, and I think that it is, and also the, the 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 traits that you were frustrated about with Hop, they are brought up in the game by other characters as you continue to yeah. move through the story. Yeah. And it affects the way that his relationship to the world changes. Oh, like interesting. His, his focus of rushing in and always wanting to be first and always wanting to be best and all of this kind of stuff. And like the character really kind of evolves and fleshes out more uh, from that. So I, I think that it is a great addition
1: to this game. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Time to share our teams before we... Before we do, can I give a very quick, just
0: like a couple of things that I like that they changed in the game? Please do, yes. I love that the effectiveness of moves is listed after mm-hmm. you have previously fought a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is shown to you when you're in battle, just when you select the fighting screen... But if you are fighting a wild Pokemon you can check it against all of it I love that so I don't need to remember what is effective and what isn't. I love that when you are on the map on the, like the X screen right the, the when you bring up your menu, you have the next objective listed sometimes I would forget now I don't need to worry about it um I like uh sorry you're gonna this is like not even really a spoiler but it's like a thing uh there are semifinals in the league mm. right like <laughs> it is a different. The Elite Four idea is not here. Okay. There are final battles which are finals and semi-finals to get you to go to fight the champion. I just like that it's changed. It's made it more of a competitive sport rather than this mystical idea of the Elite Four.
1: It's like a tournament that's going on. It's a tournament that you're in.
0: You get your way through the gym leaders and then everyone faces off against each other to face against Leon. I like that as a change in the format. Um and, and I think that that sort of stuff is really well done. So yes, let's share our teams now. You go first, okay? Because I have I am further
1: along than you. Okay, so obviously I chose uh, Score Bunny as my starter. Why obviously? Why obviously? Because I've never been one for the water type, Okay. and I I I always tend to prefer the fire type myself. Started with Charmander, and up until. What was that, Litten, uh, a few years ago? Um, and this time score Bunny. So now I have a Cinder Ace, which is a... Uh, <laughs> how would you describe it? It's like a, a giant bunny that also, that's also a soccer player uh, and performs fire moves. Um, so Cinder Ace, level 50. I have a Garados. Uh, I've never known how to pronounce his Garados. How oh, does the anime... So yeah, is
0: it Gyar- Gyarados? Gyarados, I think. Yeah, that's always felt right to me. Yeah,
1: level 48. Um, I like the guy because uh, it's scary and as intimidate as an ability that which lowers the opponent's uh, attack instantly. Um, and it's also like you go 20 levels with a Magikarp, 25 levels with a Magikarp, but then you have a Gyarados. Like,
0: it's a really nice, like endurance thing that you have it's to go It's a nice through.
1: reward
0: for <laughs> cuz I did this too. You said like we've been talking about playing this game the entire time we have been playing it. I'm going to catch a magic cop in the beginning and I'm going to I'm going to go for it. And I was like, "You know what? Yeah. I'm going to do that too." So
1: I did that as well. It's so nice uh, to have to have the reward at the end. Um obviously, and this is warranted, I have evolved Yamper into Boltund. Um mm. so the uh, the puppy Corgi Pokemon is now a dog Pokemon, which is also an, an electric type. Then I have, uh, let's see. Oh, this is my this is my tank, uh, Mudsdale. So the horse Pokemon, the super heavy horse Pokemon, mm, the okay. evolution of Mudbray. Uh, the you know Mudbray looks like a donkey, and Mudsdale looks like a proper giant horse. This is my tank. is a ground type. And uh, it's the Pokemon that I send out when I need to face off an opponent that it's gonna attack me a bunch of times. Uh, Matsdale can take it uh, also because he's got the stamina ability. So when anytime time Matsdale get hit gets hit, his defense is raised. So the more you keep hitting Matsdale, the stronger he gets because his defense goes up. Interesting. Okay. Um, he's got also powerful attack moves. So in addition to the stamina ability, it's got Iron Defense, which is a steel ability that uh, sharply rises your defense. But then it's got Mega Kick, which is a normal ability that does 120 um, power damage. Heavy Slam, which doesn't have a fixed um, power number. Basically, the way that Heavy Slam is a steel move, so I'm you know, there's a bit of variety with this Pokemon. But the heavier you are than the target, the more damage you're going to do. And because Mudstail is a big, chunky horse, it does a bunch of damage with this move. And finally, Earthquake, which is a ground move. Uh, So that's, that's my go-to for it's inflicting a lot of damage. Now, finally, the last two, Surfetched, because, of course, I'm playing Pokemon Shield, so, uh, uh Pokemon Sword, so I gotta have the exclusive surfetched would which, it's totally ridiculous. And it's the reason you got Sword. Exactly. It's like... It's the reason I got Sword. A, a Night Duck holding a leak as the Sword. Like, that's perfect. I don't need to say... it.
0: finally, like, pushed Farfetch'd, yes. Right, like, it's like a weird character that's
1: always been in the game.
0: But now they've, like, finally given it a evolution, which is awesome.
1: Now, the sixth and final slot is the one that I use to experiment with different Pokemon and to evolve a bunch of Pokemon to different forms. Right now, so this is not a fixed thing. Right now, I have Flapple in my team. So Flapple is a dragon Pokemon. Flapple is one of the evolutions of Applin, have you seen this meme of, like, the apple Pokemon? Like, there's a Pokemon that is a dragon. Oh,
0: that looks like an apple. It's, yeah, I've come across it's, it's just, across
1: it's just <laughs> <laughs> literally just an apple, but there's a worm inside. And so it's yeah. it's a dragon-type Pokemon. So, right,
0: but here's my question. Is it actually an apple? Because, like, there's this interesting thing about Pokemon where, like, if you imagine they are camouflaging themselves. Right.
1: It's right? not actually an like, apple. So
0: this Pokemon isn't actually an apple, but it looks like an it apple. It looks like an
1: apple. And there's all kinds, especially as, as somebody who hasn't really paid... Oh,
0: uh-uh. Here we go. Oh, no. It spends its entire life inside an apple.
1: Right. But, the Pokemon
0: is in the apple.
1: Yes, but when you evolve to Flapple, you can see that there's a, a, an actual creature inside like a yeah, little, I'm like a little at dragon. It now.
0: Yeah, this is a creepy one. I don't like this it. This is a
1: creepy one. It's it supports Gigantamax, but uh, no, I, I'm I'm actually not sure. Um, it does. It does. Okay, but only if you catch it. So of course, the one that I have does not support the Gigantamax. It's just Dynamax Just Dynamax. There
0: um, are two
1: different forms you yes, can evolve into. One is exclusive to Shield, and the other to Sword. Um, and you basically give this Pokemon. You gotta trade the Pokemon with an with an NPC in one of the towns, Hammerlock, maybe, um, and they're gonna give you back the Pokemon with an apple. That apple can be used to evolve Appling to this. I'm one. so
0: confused right now.
1: It's an apple. There are a it's lot an apple of we- really uses- <laughs> weird
0: evolutions in this game. Yes, like to evolve Farfetch'd, you have to hit three critical hits. Have you seen? And it becomes a surf edge.
1: Have you seen how you can involve Yamask? So Yamask is that the one where you spin around? No, that's a, that's a, a that's Milcery evolving in Creamy. supports like yeah. twenty some thirty different yep. flavors. Uh, Yamask is a ghost Pokemon that's originally from X and Y. Maybe what was the game with the Unova region? Um, I don't remember uh, one of the old ones. Um, but it's got a new Galarian form and. To evolve the Pokemon, you gotta you gotta let the Pokemon take forty-nine HP damage, like exact at least forty-nine damage. Then you gotta go to a location in the wild area and walk under an arch. So good. <laughs> let me tell you why I like this.
0: This type of weird stuff. This is Game Freak embracing the internet. Yes. Yeah, totally. Right. Because they know people... So there's two things happening. Either one, you come across these things by accident, which is amazing if you do, right? Like, that is a fantastic moment to hit one of these weird evolutions by accident, right? The other is you're having to search for these things online or they become memes or they become things you see on Reddit. Like, I think it's fun
1: to do that. It creates community around the game. Yes,
0: Yeah, it does. Which
1: I think is exactly what we need... In in general, like in these mm-hmm. times. It's it's a it's a, it's a mm-hmm. good thing. It's fun. Uh so yeah, some crazy evolutions out there. And once again, I would say go to Polygon, go to Cerebi, go to all these websites that are doing an excellent job documenting all this stuff. But also, Michael, months ago, I pre-ordered two different books on Amazon UK, where I have an account. Um, the official strategy guide and the official Pokedex. So those are two separate guides that will be coming out. One of them, the strategy guide is coming in a couple of weeks. The Pokedex usually comes a couple of months later. So if you want to have a physical thing with all the possible official documentation and stats from Nintendo, look for that on Amazon. Because they exist and they will be coming out soon.
0: Oh, December 20th I see.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it seems late I know but it always takes a bunch of time because why don't they have an app I, there should be an app there should be there should be an app there should be a, a Pokedex app on the app store honestly
0: alright do you want to hear my team
1: yes please
0: I picked for me the only logical starter which was Grookey I've always chosen the grass starters because Bulbasaur was the best mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says Bulbasaur was the best you had the best shot at beginning the game with Bulbasaur um because it's most effective against the first gym right so it's just like, it, it made sense to me then uh and i have ended up with i think the most superior of the final evolutions which is rillaboom who has this huge wood drum and has like incredible long hair it looks like a huge gorilla it's, ridiculous. Uh, it's just amazing i love rillaboom <laughs> great pokemon uh i had a tank pokemon now, and the reason I mention this is like, okay, my second spot is now occupied by the uh, Legendary. Of course. Uh, Zassian, right? Okay. I just caught the Legendary. so Zassian is now my tank. Previously, it was Pangoro.
1: Mm. Oh, I hate the uh, guy. Be-
0: mm. I caught a Pancham really early in the game right. and was really surprised at how strong that Pokemon was. So I just kept pushing it forward. Uh, this is another one. Pancham has a weird evolution to Pangoro. After level 32, if you have a Dark Pokemon in your team and level up, you will evolve. Huh. This will... So you have to have a Dark Pokemon in your team, and then it will evolve into Pangoro
1: after level 32. Do you still have a Dark Pokemon in your team?
0: No, you only have to have it there the one time it okay. evolves, and then you're good. Okay. Um so my second spot is uh Zacian, Zacian however you said the dog name. It is just an incredibly powerful Pokemon. <laughs> uh it's fairy type but has fighting moves <sighs> like Sacred Sword, Swords Dance, Iron Head and Crunch. Just incredibly powerful. It's level 70 and has Oof. 230 HP. Nice. It is a monster Pokemon. It's amazing. One of the two dogs on my team, because I fell head over heels in love with Yampa. Mm-hmm. I wanted to catch this Pokemon so desperately. It's a little electric dog. And then it evolves into Boltund, which is also a very cool Pokemon, but not as cute as Yamper, unfortunately. Um, surfetched. Obviously, Obviously, I have a Surfetched, right? Like it was the reason I got this game. Really powerful, like very strong Pokemon uh brick break, brutal swing, leaf yeah. blade, and slam make up its moves that I have. It's great. I love the style of this Pokemon. I think it's a very strong one to have on the team. I am still rolling with my Gyarados. Uh it's level 62. It's the lowest level of all of mine, even though I've kept it for the longest. I just think it levels up slowly, but it's very strong. Like uh at level 62 my lowest level Pokemon, but with my fourth highest HP at 202. Mm. Um and then I came across Togekiss. Oh. It is the final evolution of Togepi. You caught a Togepi? No, I traded for one. Oh. You can trade for one. Really? Um, in one of the towns, I don't remember which one. You have to catch... Oh man, I can't remember any of this. But you can trade for a Togepi in one of the towns. You have to go catch a Pokemon, which is like in the root next to it. It's a rare one. It's a little purple one that like hunches over. A Toxel? It, Yes, you have to catch a Toxel, trade it for a Togepi. Oh. Togepi's name is Snips, which I hate when they name oh, them because no. you can't change them. You the can't Togakiss. change them. You can't. No, you him? can't. You cannot change the name. It's the only thing you can't change. You Ooh. can't change the name of trade a traded Pokemon in this game. Mm. It is Fairy slash Flying. Oh. It is amazing. Togekiss is level. It's my highest level Pokemon. It's level seventy four, two hundred and twenty seven HP. It is my strongest team member. It is fantastic. What kind of moves does uh, he have? I have Air Slash, Last Resort. Last Resort is a very clever move, which I'll come to in a second. Dazzling Gleam, and I taught it Tri-Attack. Dazzling Gleam is Oh, Tri-Attack. That's nice. Last Resort is a 140 power move Ooh. that you can only use after you've used your other three moves in battle.
1: Oh, that's clever.
0: So when and I taught it this, like I let it learn this because, like, when I am stuck in a fight, which I have been in, I got stuck in one of the semifinals. I was like, lo- I was down to Togekiss as my final Pokemon in that fight, and I won the battle because of last resort. Like I was mistype match, you know, like in the, in the battle, mm. and I was like not doing very well, and yeah, and, and did it. So I'm very happy with my team. It's very strong. And this game has made me do things I've not really done before, which is to try and build teams differently. And I am like trying to balance it a bit better and teaching certain Pokemon basically all type moves, right? So, like, Rillaboom only knows grass moves because I'm balancing out. Because the way I've played in the past is to just overpower one Pokemon. Mm -hmm. and have it just roll through everything because it's so strong, Mm -hmm. right? But in this game, because XP uh, is shared from the beginning, it's allowed me to balance things out a little bit more, and I have been... Way more in the mindset of wanting to find certain Pokemon. Like, I really wanted Surfesh. I really wanted Togepi because I wanted a Togekiss. I wanted to find out what a Mopiko was. It (laughs) it looks like Pikachu, but it's crazy. Like So I went and found one of those. But I couldn't bring myself to trade out Boltons because I'd had my Yamper with me from the beginning, you know? Yeah. Um, And and I, I felt, like, guilty, which is so funny. Uh, but it lets me vary things, and I've been able to, uh, and getting XP when you catch Pokemon has led me to catch more Pokemon. Yes. Um, And so I'm in my overview of the game here, by the way, like my kind of final thoughts on it. The story I like, it is a twist on the main story. It has a lot of the standard elements, but it is done differently, and it reminds me of Sun and Moon like that. It's like twisting around things and stuff. And I would say that most of the battles are very easy when you play the way I did, which is to grind, hmm. but the final battle with the champion, oh boy, ah. that is not an easy fight. Ah,
1: that's good to know. Okay. He is,
0: so I rolled in, like, level 60, level 70, into that fight. Uh-huh. He, Leon had, was at that level, I don't know if it's matching you or not, I don't know that, but he is very tough, and he fights strong, and he has a good balance in his team, and I was down to one on one Ooh, at the end. Wow. Like it was I it was a good battle. Like I don't overgrind, but I do grind more than usual. And I was like in the semifinals, I was destroying some of the like I went through two of the semifinal matches, one move kills on every opponent. Right. Nice. So like I was powerful going in, but the champion fight is, is difficult, which I liked. And then some of the fights that in the end game also difficult.
1: So I like that there is some nice. challenge in there. Nice, yeah. I my feelings on this game pretty much align with yours. Um, I, I, personally, this game has grabbed me in a way that Sun and Moon didn't, and I believe it's... Yeah, a- I liked Sun and Moon, but I didn't even finish the end game yeah. stuff. Yeah, and like. I think it's a combination of factors. I think it's the fact that it's on the Switch. So the idea that I can play on the big TV and in portable mode. Like, I I want all games to be Switch games because of this reason, like the freedom to play in whatever context I want. But it's also what we talked about, um, the the quality of life improvements, like the ways that Nintendo and Game Freak have made the game easier to play not because it's easier and simpler but because it removes artificial limitations that shouldn't be here in a modern video game and so it's much smoother like the way that the game flows allows me to play and focus on what matters which is the sense of adventure and catching pokemon and getting deep on trying different combinations of different moves and different creatures and different abilities. Like, that's what Pokemon should be about. It should be about collecting creatures and understanding how the the types and the moves, how everything relates to uh, these different components in the game. And that, to me, like, adds sparked something in in like in my brain that takes me back to the days of yes. the original Game Boy games up mm-hmm. until Pokemon Ruby on the Game Boy Advance. Like, yeah. being unable to stop playing this game or thinking about this game. Like, as you were talking just a few seconds ago about your team, like, I was already thinking, like, I should go check my Pokemon box and see if there's some weird new combination that I should try. Like, yeah. this idea, and that's not to mention because I haven't gotten into that stuff like breeding, shiny hunting, EV training, like all that advanced hardcore stuff. I want to dip into some of that. I want to see what it's all about. Yeah, especially the breeding uh, for. Like, yeah. I want to see what it's like. Um, but like, I'm the type of player who didn't really pay much attention to Pokemon, in especially in the DS era. So Black and White, Pearl and Diamond. You know those games are didn't actually buy, didn't actually play. And so I picked it up again. I played very little of X and Y. I played about half of Sun and Moon. This is the game that I'm gonna finish. Um and so, but there's a lot of catch up for me to do, right? There's a lot of Pokemon that I don't know. And I feel like I feel like I'm discovering the world of Pokemon again in the same way that I was 20 years ago when I had 150 Pokemon to discover, and even with gold and silver, like, I love those games. Uh, and I feel that same passion for the franchise again. Like, and, and, But it's also been enhanced by our modern times. So, like, when I was a kid, I couldn't go on Twitter. Uh, there were no Pokemon memes. Like, this idea of, like, becoming a cultural thing, it it didn't exist back then. But now it does, and it's so much better because of it. Like, you can go on Reddit, you can go on Twitter, there's YouTubers making excellent videos about it. Like, it is absolutely the best time, I believe, to be a Pokemon fan because it is the best time for the community to be built around the Pokemon franchise and for people to talk about it, share techniques, and discover new and fun and weird things about the game. And so. We're gonna talk about this again, but this is gonna be a conversation that you and I and Shahid will have about the game of the year. I think so. We'll Uh we'll, we'll see. Uh We'll see. I'm
0: in that. I'm in that thought myself right now. I think (laughs) I I can't help it. Like, game of the year is coming so soon. There's a couple of games that I want to play, and this is up there. Mm -hmm. Before we finish, we said we'd talk about it. This game has crashed all records. Yes. UK sales. Sword topped the sales chart. Beat the new Star Wars game. Shield came in third. Sword on its own is the biggest platform exclusive for 2019 in the UK. Um, it, it's uh, only Call of Duty and FIFA has sold more than it, and then like exclusive games. It is the second biggest launch in the UK of any Pokemon title, behind Sun and Moon. Um, and these are just physical sales numbers. Japan, similar story. Best Switch opening, beating Smash. It's double the sales of Let's Go. It did lose out to Sun and Moon and X and Y, but there's a possibility of there being larger eShop sales in there, right? But in the U- in the US, the largest Pokemon launch ever, it's, wow. the, it's the only major territory where it actually beat any other game. Two million copies sold. Global sales of six million copies in the first week. It is the fastest selling Switch game so far. Wow. Now that, is a huge
1: success. That is how you launch a video game.
0: <laughs> That's how you do it. So, like, look, maybe people do have problems with this game. Fine. But I think what is very clear here is sure, there are ways that Game Freak can make this game better. But people love these games like we do. And it's proven out because people were excited for this game. And it is scoring really well in reviews, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the sales are proving that this is a game that still has legs after 20 years, they are doing new things and people are excited about it. And You know what? I think that's freaking awesome. And I am so excited to finish this recording and jump back in because this game is as much as I ever could have wanted. And I adore it.